you thought you'd seen the last of me. I know. You retired. <laughs> Is that what we're calling this? Yeah, I'm calling it retirement. It's not official retirement. It's retirement from ministry. I guess so, for now. Aren't you always on mission? <laughs> right. Isn't my, that what Life's a mission. <laughs> oh, my to-do list just said record podcast. Oh, because it, it's exactly one o'clock. Would you so. look at that? Wow. I am, I am You're on top so of your to-do on list. top of it. <laughs> Like, could I be any better at life? Okay. <laughs> what if you don't make a to-do list? It's bad. Speaking of not having a to-do list, how's retirement? Like, is it going well? Yeah, it's good. Are you liking for, life? For those that don't know, my last Sunday working here was... was Sunday. Was the, <laughs> that last day, sorry. Yeah, it was Sunday. Um, but here I am again. You went out with a bang. Yeah. In, in that, like... We had probably nine parties for you. <laughs> Pulled a, a real uh, Andrew Werhan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Andrew Werhan. Uh, he throws a lot of parties a for A party wife. aficionado? <laughs> what? He, he, you know, Andrew and Melissa both, shouts to the Werhans. Yeah. They really jo- enjoy an event. Yeah. And I appreciate that good about at them. Yeah. yeah. They're good at that. <laughs> yes. We went to their house for Melissa's birthday party. And they had live music. It's like the third, it was like the third surprise party in a row, right? I don't know. Like she'd had a surprise party a few, it was like a couple years in a row. Oh, you mean, yeah. Well, I know that they've done- For her birthday. I know they've done, I thought you meant like of the week. They did three. No, like- (laughs) I know they've done surprise parties in the past because I've been to a couple of them. But I really liked this one. It was at their house and they had music there. Yeah. And um, like- jambalaya it was really how come good. i didn't have that no i'm just kidding i, could, I mean <laughs> we had a fiesta we had so many parties fiesta texas fiesta fiesta texas de la avery de- <laughs> yes you know my wife has really been on duolingo since you've been hyping it up good so good. Like early in the morning just picture tell caitlin to add me just picture this it's a quiet robert's household and you have to talk <laughs> it's five in the morning el hombre i'm at my desk <laughs> I'm reading, studying the word of God. La Nino. <laughs> and I hear her little voice <laughs> in the bedroom trying to be quiet so that I don't judge her. La Nino. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm being romanced by a Latina person in the other room. Who goes de naranja? I don't know a thing of what she's saying. I don't have any clue what she's saying. But anyway, I think it's pretty cute that she That's does awesome. that. Well, tell her to add me and I'll like... It notifies you whenever your friends like oh, really? have an accomplishment and you can well, hype, hype so them So you heard it here first, Verdes. If you are going to miss Avery and you want her to still be a part of your life <laughs> despite her retired status. Just add me on Add her on Duolingo. <laughs> it's the best way to get in touch with her. Yeah. There is a language barrier, yeah. but. <laughs> you can also send your ask us anything questions to do. V- <laughs> they should send them Spanish. In Spanish. Yeah, so that you wow. have to decipher them. Wow. What's the most impressive thing you can say? now that you're an espanol major um i feel like maybe like asking for a table for two okay go ahead like, uh um how how many would you like your table for <laughs> yo tengo una mesa para dos personas yeah sounds great dos personas <laughs> speaking of dos personas both Wait. nate and i were on stage this week okay <laughs> Your segues. <laughs> I was just hosting. But then he got up there and talked. Speaking of dos personas. <laughs> Nate taught week two of our series, The Trap. The Trap. The Trap is a great graphic. 
Thanks. I, I know I, I hyped you up from stage, I think, on it, but <laughs> the longer it's up there, the more I'm really feeling it. Yeah. It's a bear trap. It is. It feels very, um, very wild, aggressive. very feral, aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but I also like the color scheme because it feels very 70s. Yeah. I don't get to make too many uh, series graphics here on Vertical for whatever so reason. To, they don't had, let me. Yeah. So. <laughs> you haven't, you never made it that far. I, yeah. I, I, whenever I get to, I kind of just go crazy. Like for Mother's Day and Father's Day. Oh man, just hit that mic. I know this mic. It happens every... Man, she retires and then smacks the mic like that. It's like slowly falling down. Okay, well adjust as needed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we hopped into the week two of our series. Uh, just as a little recap, week one, I kind of opened up the floodgates of the traps and uh, talked through time, uh, which was really fun. Um, really enjoyed that. And then Nate uh, came this week and talked through the trap of talent. Mm. Now, as a very talented person, <laughs> how did you feel about the week? <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to talk about it. You thought I was going to turn it on me. <laughs> no, how did you feel about week two? You were in the room. Yeah, no, it was good. Um, I don't think I realized that... I think this week clarified the, the main verse that this was on because I, I know you explained on the podcast last week that it was money that mm -hmm. he gave him, but yeah. I don't think I realized it was like a yeah. So the th same thing. Yeah. So Nate uh, used, I, I believe, the NIV. Um, I typically uh, teach out of the CSB, but yeah, I think in that translation it uses bags of gold. Bags um, of gold. Bags of gold, which it was important that he do that so that he wasn't saying talent over and over <laughs> for two different things. It's it's like you wanted to talk about talent, so you just Googled talent in the yeah, Bible. I will I will say <laughs> I looked at the NIV version before I taught and I was like, I don't know, bags of gold. It feels very lucky charms. Like I just I don't I don't want any, yeah. but anyway, it was good. Um yeah, I th I thought he did a good job of kind of expounding on where we were uh week one. He got to talk a lot about time actually and then kind of divert that into talents i was curious though like do you think about talent in that way like as a resource and how you're using it like um this one seemed a little like when we first started studying it seemed a little far out for me so i'm yeah. curious what you thought i feel like for me personally like the first one that would come to mind is like being able to to play music and stuff. Mm. And so I think that one. <clears throat> so not like making money or something. No, 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 no. So like that one to me was like obvious, like, oh, this is a talent that I'm supposed to use in ministry. But I wouldn't like think about, oh, well maybe I'm good at this thing as well that doesn't have anything. Cause I think Nate was talking about, <clears throat> he was talking about like your God-given talents and then like your learned talents. Yeah, he talked through like, um, like specialized talents, learned talents, general talents, which he kind of played that off of like, you know, uh, we talk about in the New Testament, like special and general revelation, yeah, which is kind of a whole <clears throat> other thing. That's a, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. <laughs> but talking about talents, like, yeah, you have these really specialized skills that like you are like premier protege at, right? Yeah. You know, and then you have these learned talents that you learn over time, maybe like music um, or something like that. And then general talents, like you use the example of stay-at-home moms and just their uh, natural ability to nurture. Yeah, I guess was kind of where that was going. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess your musical. Um, yeah, I, I guess that's something that like 
I feel like I'm just like, okay, well, I'm doing this. I'm playing on stage. Like, I'm good to go. I'm using my talents. But really, like, if I'm the person that has three talents, I'm not using these other two because I'm, like, good to go in this Or I feel like I'm good to go in this one. Well, I think that I was actually thinking about this after the talk. You know, those specialized talents come very naturally. The general talents also come naturally. They're just kind of different degrees. I think that we, or at least I do, and I'm curious what you would say about this. It sounds like you would agree. I I think that we kind of migrate towards those learned talents because typically if we have the passion to learn about it, we have the passion to follow through on it, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think that a lot of things like, you know, obviously there's probably natural ability that comes with playing music, but there's also a lot of, it's a process. Like there's a, there's a lot of education practice yeah and, practice yeah, yeah. yeah your 10,000 hours or whatever <laughs> you know to, to put into that and so like it kind of if you have the passion to get through to be good at that sort of thing mm-hmm. then you probably have the passion to make that a place where you're um investing that talent I guess do you think that passion equals talent no because so- I know some people <laughs> who have been very passionate about things that they're very bad at <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Passion's kind of a weird word, particularly when you bring it into a spiritual setting. So maybe I don't need to rely on that too, too much. But I do think that like if you care about something enough to become talented at it, then investing that, you know, uh, where it matters maybe comes easier. I don't know. It's a working theory. Yeah, no, for sure. That's why I I was just like curious what where you thought passion kind of falls into all of that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like a hard thing with talents to, I feel like you either are in one boat or you're at, in one boat or the other. I don't know if that's a saying. That's fine. <laughs> None of us you're are seamen. Either, you're, None of us are, are sailors. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You're either in this, in a place where you don't know what your talents are or you don't know like what are, what the things are that you need to hone in are hone in on um, are, yeah. or you have a couple and you don't know which one you need to pay attention to, which one you need to kind of like nurture or grow in or like how to even um, do well at using all, like all the talents you've been given. Yeah. Well, and I even kind of thought through like, for me, like obviously I have a passion for and a, and, and a talent, you know, without um, uh, tooting my own horn, I guess for like conveying information, I guess. But then I was thinking like even having a passion to teach is very different than having uh, a passion uh, to learn, Mm. you know, like that's, that's that they don't always go hand in hand, which is kind of interesting, I guess. There are a lot of twists and turns (laughs) that this could take. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like I've felt that tension where the most that I've ever felt that tension is usually at like an awake weekend, like our student ministry when, especially the, the ones we've done where I've been on staff because it's like, well, I need to do my job and I need to take pictures, but I also really want to play in the band, but I also like, yeah, I think want to lead out kids. I think the maddest you've ever been at me was when I was like, Avery, I need pictures. You (laughs) can't play guitar. Which is fair. And you were like, I hate you. Because I also enjoy taking pictures. Yeah, but it's it's attention of talents. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh man, we could have done a whole another Sunday on that. Yeah. Like, I I think that a lot of times we probably do 
you know, fall, man, I should really write that down for week four of this series because a lot of times we fall, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but we fall into this trap of timidity. Like mm. we're scared to jump into investment of our time, talents. Nate's going to talk about treasure. But it's because there's this tension of like, I don't really know like which way I want to go with this, especially if we don't have a very like clear calling on where to go with it. Yeah, you know for sure. I mean? It also made me think, since you're, you're our resident scholar, I'll ask you what you think about it. Uh, <laughs> resident scholar. You're, you're retired and wise now. Um, like when it comes to these things like specialized talent, learned talent, general talent, where like obviously God has gifted us with whatever those talents are, where does calling play into that? Mm. Like calling is kind of a funny thing because it's very prominent in church culture. I don't know that it's as prominent in our culture, but I definitely believe it's a thing. Yeah. See, it. I think it just depends on what you define as a like calling, you yeah. know, because in one sense, I'm like, well, if God has gifted me with this thing that I can do, then that then it, isn't that the calling, right? Yeah. Um, but then I also know people. So okay, yeah, you're you're right. Like I f- I feel that way often. Like God has gifted me this way. I think that following the the things that I love and the gifts that I have will help lead me to that life's task. Mm-hmm. The other side of this, this is really interesting. I was actually talking with Zach, our uh, what's his new title, <laughs> ministry associate. There you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in the truck on the way home from lunch, and we were talking about callings. You know, we were talking about how there are other people who have like very definitive yeah. callings on their life, yeah. you know? And I, I'm like, I know I have that to some degree, right? not to that degree, yeah. you know? So where do, where do those things mesh and meet up? And is it okay that it's different for different people, Yeah, you know? And do you have to be called to certain things? Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's a, like coming from a Christian college, like a, I saw that so much where people be like, I'm called to do this specific thing in Africa. And this is how I know. It's weird. Every girl I ever met at college in one summer was called to Africa. And the next summer was called to be an education major. (laughs) It's strange. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's really the progression. Yeah. Right. But I I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, And then like, I would get frustrated because I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, because I don't necessarily feel like I'm specifically called to work at a church. I just kind of... Hence your retirement. Yeah. <laughs> she told us that and we were like, you're done. <laughs> no, no. Not really. Not really. No, but, um, but I think, I don't know. I think maybe you just, it's hard to learn to be okay with like, it's not some spelled out thing, but maybe like you're supposed to do certain things in certain seasons. Cause that's kind of how I feel right now. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know, just like being open to that changing yeah. and being adaptable in that sense. I, I really like that. That's actually kind of where I ended with talking about it with Zach is I definitely believe, believe that there are direct definitive callings for some people. Yeah. I also believe that callings, can be seasonal that's funny you say that because that's the word I use um and I guess I've been thinking about that a lot even in the last couple of years the transition that we've seen here like I've talked about it here but um like like Ben Derrick who's Mm -hmm. a guy that I you know respect immensely you know kind of watching him pace through you know 
this is my calling at one point and this is kind of thrust upon me at one point and I feel like this is where I'm going now and then having the ability um to kind of bow out gracefully into a new calling like I don't know maybe it's different for men and women but that is something that like as a guy I would have had a very hard time with like, yeah this is a definitive part not only of my calling but of my identity yeah and now I'm going into something new totally different you know yeah. like I guess I just really really respect the ability to do that and it also lets me know that like that's okay. Mm -hmm. I think maybe in previous church cultures, we would have called that a failure at some yeah. point. Like, oh, they're not, in, they're not in ministry. They're not in vocational ministry yeah. anymore. Even though like Ben puts way more time into the things like the hangar and the stuff, yeah. that kind of ministry that you will never see, right. you know? I don't know. I guess that the way that I'm thinking about this is probably evolving a lot. Yeah. You know? And, and I feel like it, it becomes pretty evident when, when seasons are changing, not even in a sense of like, a big life event but um like for me in college I was spending a lot of time doing worship and then a lot of opportunities just like came up for me to work with students and then people there to mentor me through that and then just sure. a lot of opportunities for that and then it was pretty evident that like that's where I needed to be spending my time yeah. you know well and I think that God prepares you for different roles with the role you're in yeah you know like I, I think that our our lives are a continual evolution of looking more and more like Jesus and as we are growing we are we become ready for new tasks at the time that those tasks are presented to us I guess yeah you know when I think about God and even thinking about time a lot lately like yes I believe that his timing is perfect but that also means that I have to understand that I'm going to have certain um what's the word like they're going to be limitations on my life at certain times there are things that yeah. I'm just not ready for yet you yeah know? and I kind of hate that <laughs> yeah yeah you brought up we were talking about this earlier and you brought up another point that you thought was interesting that I wanted to make sure we hit on before I completely ran away with this conversation yeah um I think it was something that I'm asking because he said it and I thought it was interesting too <laughs> yeah. but I don't remember um he said focus on ability not outcome oh yeah 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 he was talking about um he was, oh, <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I just, Why? The idea of that is just like uncomfortable because. That's funny. I don't know. I, I know that I'm not the most like. Um, Outcome driven. Yeah, yes. But everything I'm doing needs to have a purpose. purpose? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. See, that's that is interesting because knowing you, I would think that you would find much more peace in this than I would. Hmm. Because you are much more, um, you lean much more creative and abstract than I do, I think. Um, yeah. You can appreciate some things like that that are completely over my head. Um, and so that is that is kind of funny that you, <laughs> that you say that. Yeah, I, I guess it just depends on what it is. Because like, like if I'm... Um, if I'm designing a graphic for you, I like my ultimate end result is that you're happy with it. And like, of course there have been, there are times where you've been I happy, haven't been happy with it. vice versa. Like you've been happy with it, but like I had to change something that I didn't really want to change or oh, like yeah. things like that. I don't know. Those I just, are other like, times that you're not super pleased with me. We're, we're making a catalog <laughs> of these today. Are you airing your grievances now no. that you're gone? <laughs> I guess I'm just reflective, Austin. <laughs> no, I'm Go just ahead. kidding. I don't know. I just like, I feel like there, 
it's not even about the outcome. It's that there is a point where there's an outcome. Mm, Does that make sense? It doesn't matter if it's good or bad because I'll learn something from it either way. Sure. But there has to be some desired outcome. Yeah. It's kind of why that feels well, and uncomfortable I, for I me. I guess that's what where Nate was going with this. I think this is probably why I'm able to find some peace in this is, you know, what he was kind of saying there I, and, and in fewer words than he said it, like God's uh, intentions are not necessarily numerical. They're mm. individual, you know? Yeah. And so he was saying like, basically, you know, had he almost doubled his money, the landowner almost doubled his money, and he was worried about money, he would have been stoked, you know, but because it came down to the individual effort that they put in, there was one person who was lackluster. And I guess, yeah, that it's a, it's a complicated idea because on one hand, we think about God as being kingdom minded and thinking about the church overall, yeah. you know, but on the other side of that, I also continually think about like, are we as a church doing what God has called us to do on an individual basis? Yeah. There's a weird balance that's being struck there. Like I can, I can engage in conversations and be like, yeah, the SBC is in a horrible place mm-hmm. right now, yeah. but I feel like we're doing what God is calling us to do. So then I'm very comfortable with this. On the other hand, like it also scares me a little bit to think about the individual version of this for me personally yeah you know well and it's it's hard to not like I know we've been talking about comparison a lot but like it's hard to not like I know if I was the person who was given three talents and saw the person who was given five five talents like even though my person with three talents like did everything they were supposed to I would still like be like well why wasn't I given five or I didn't do as much as they did or something it's hard to like not be not like not compare yourself in that I don't know it's it's also the the like kind of cliche saying loving deep not wide like it's okay if um it's okay if you don't have 700 people at your church if you have you know 50 people at your church that that you're discipling and that are really getting it like that's the win you know what I mean yeah yeah that's kind of what that makes me think of yeah I know what you mean um I just think that it comes back to the idea that like we don't necessarily have the same perspective that God does and while we may be seeking that and while we like want to ultimately (laughs) be closer to that place yeah um this passage just the longer we spend in this series has reminded me that like hey find fulfillment in what you're doing right now because the work you're doing now matters this is your calling the calling in front of you is the calling you have you know and so what you're doing now matters invest well and you know let's see where this thing goes yeah anyway well (laughs) we've got two more weeks in the series after this yeah nate's on uh treasure next week and then i'm rounding it out with the trap of timidity and i am stoked are you still hanging out in the same passion Passage. 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 Uh, He will be next week, I believe. Uh, I am not. Okay. Yeah. I'm kind of actually bringing out a oldie, but a uh, goodie. Oh, John 3.16. Yes. Yes. Uh, For God so loved the world. (laughs) Just Uh, kidding. Maybe we'll swing by there. Who knows? Yeah. No, I'm going a little Old Testament with it on week four, and uh, oh. yeah, we're gonna have a little bit of a battle scene, and I'm oh. stoked. Yeah. Are you gonna like play a clip from 
I don't know. Take your pick. Yeah. <laughs> Take your pick. I'll get I'll get I'll get real uh some fight scene. old man with it. Yeah. We'll, we'll go like a war movie. No, it's uh, gonna be good. I'm stoked. Good. Okay, so wait, ask us anything? Yeah. Let's go. Ah uh, ooh. Ah uh. uh, ooh ah. Uh. Ask us anything. Again. If you have a question that you'd like to submit and you'd like for us to answer on the podcast, send it to Avery S at LiveVertical.tv. While you still can. While you still can. <laughs> While it's still up and running. Before they kick me out. Yeah, or just text me. Yeah, or send it to Austin. <laughs> okay, right, so. You, you got something for me? Yeah, I'm kind of excited about this because I'm. I feel like this says a lot about your upbringing. Oh. But we, I do have to give give a disclaimer. Okay. If there are children present. Oh, this is an explicit warning. No, it's not an explicit warning. Okay, good. Just, just, you'll, you'll, you'll understand. If there are children listening, I would pause this. Okay. Like children under like 10, I would say, right? I don't know what. I don't know know what the normal age for that is. Okay. So we've given you time. You're good to go. Okay. Here's the thing. People are going to be listening so intently now. (laughs) People are like, what is she asking? What is this? (laughs) We're changing churches. (laughs) No. Okay, go ahead. Okay. What age and how did you find out that Santa wasn't real? Santa Claus. Yeah, Santa Claus. Ooh. See, it all makes sense now. No need to get. Yeah. No, we had people you can, on, we you had can X on, out of your emails. We had people on pins and needles. Yeah, I was about to get yeah. roasted for that. So thanks. Uh, oh, man. Okay. Well, do you want to go first? You want me to? Whichever. Um, I, I feel like, you know, <laughs> I was one of those kids that I should have probably caught on a little sooner. Okay. There were clues. That's, yeah. There were clues. I think that mine, like what? Well, mine took place over the course of about a year. I was a real detective, uh, uh, a sleuth, if you will. How old were you? Uh, man, I don't know, like maybe yeah. five or six. Oh, you okay? Maybe That's young. maybe a little six or That's seven. That's young. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's the reason why. So I lived in a little town called Caddo Valley. And uh, my parents' room was, like, our, our living area was in the middle of the house, and my parents' room was on one side, and then my brother and I's room was on the other side. Okay. So, obviously, my brother and I were, like, staking out for Santa, right? He's yeah. He's a couple of years younger than me, so maybe I was, like, seven. I was probably seven. Okay. And, uh, and we're staking out, and I fall asleep on the stakeout. Mm, you know? You broke rule number one. I know, yeah. I really <laughs> let my boy down. So I woke up to noise, and I remember going towards the living area, and there were my parents setting up this awesome, oh. like, I don't know if you remember the, the like, tracks, like the race car tracks, yeah. but they have the little like motors. Like the Hot Wheels? On. Well, yeah, but, like, they have, like, a big spring on them with a motor, and yeah. so you hit it, and, the, it, like, it actually it races. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So they were setting it up like all throughout the living room. Mm. So I was like, hmm, that's weird. But I can. They didn't try to like get out of it? They didn't see me. <laughs> oh, okay. So I remember asking something about it. Like, oh. and, and my dad made it sound like maybe he was doing like course maintenance on the track. You know, mm. like he was, he was mm. fixing it up. Like Santa had been a little haphazard with the setup. And so he, Santa. I know. But I remember thinking like, mm, it smells like bull crap. So <laughs> I remember for the whole year being skeptical. Well, the next year 
our it was the year of this big snow like snow and ice storm on Christmas. Mm. We had to go to a hotel for Christmas, and my dad is like. Oh, don't worry. Santa will know that we're in the hotel and <laughs> and he'll be able to get our stuff there. <laughs> and at seven or eight or whatever. Yeah, at that you're point, like, oh, yeah. I'm like, the logistics of this don't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> How did you let Santa know? And if you were able to let Santa know, why, like, if you have that kind of connection with him, with him. Like, why, why didn't I get a freaking dirt bike last oh, year? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so anyway, there were signs and I was pretty much like, yeah. And I think I blew it for my little brother too, uh, which means I'm a jerk. I mean, we could, that. Yeah. <laughs> if I couldn't have joy, he couldn't have joy. <laughs> right. Yeah. You didn't want to keep it alive. For that him. was a long way of saying like, it, it was a process. Yeah. Well, I think that's how it, like, that's. I, when I think about it, for me, I think about all of those random questions that I would have. Like, I feel like you were probably a gullible child. Though. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Innocent. I like wanted Santa to be real with like every fiber of my being. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, tell me the story. Yeah, I. So, but it's like again, there were clues. Like I remember my parents always told us, and I, of course I just fell for it, that Santa Claus specifically came. Um, on the night of the twenty third, and and then we would o- we always open presents on Christmas Eve because we would drive down to New Orleans Christmas Eve to spend Christmas with my grandparents. Ah, so we just did our own family cri- Christmas on, on Christmas Eve, Eve day. Eve. Yeah, yeah. So I like I never thought anything of it. You and were like, we're special. Yeah, I was like, we we're got special. The early bird special. Santa Claus comes to us first. And then, like, I remember, you know, you'd you watch the movies and stuff, and it's like all these elves in the shops, and I'm like, how is like Hot Wheels like? How yeah. how are they making like these name brand things? And like, is is that even allowed? Like, what are the rules? Uh, like, there are trademark yeah. rules for this. <laughs> I was like wondering. Like what the deal was there? Do like, they have a deal with Nintendo <laughs> yeah, that they are like <laughs> able to disperse this? But what really gave it away was well, I was pretty old. Like I was like ten or eleven. Whoa. Yeah, and like anytime people would tell me that Santa wasn't real, I was like, you threw a fit. You're yeah, right. you were defensive. Yeah, yeah. like I like def- I was like that girl, but um. Hmm. I remember I... Uh, You're pretty whimsical. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just imagine me as a kid. Yeah, right. The Very um, flowy. I lost a tooth, and the tooth fairy didn't come. Oh, and it was a domino effect. It, it was, but I remember I like I went and at, told my mom, I was like, the tooth fairy didn't oh, come. Oh, man. And she was like, oh, maybe it like fell behind your bed or something. Like, go look. And really, she had just forgotten, so she ran and got a 20, and like, Dang. yeah, because it's the only cash she had, so I got a 20 out of that, but then... But, but the doubt, the seed yeah. of doubt had been planted. <laughs> had been planted, and then I think it was the Easter Bunny that I was like, hmm, yeah, I don't know about this one. The Easter Bunny is the creepiest of all the, yeah. the holiday... Because uh, does the Easter Bunny even have a backstory? Because like, Santa Claus has like... He's got some history. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I feel like The Rock really did a number with the Tooth Fairy. But <laughs> the the Easter Bunny is just, he's this life, like person-sized rabbit. Yeah. Who lays eggs. <laughs> and the whole thing is just weird. It's weird. It's just it's strange. Very weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. So uh, I think I asked my mom, like she had to tell me. Like, I would not have believed it from anyone else. I was like, Dang. is the Easter Bunny real? 
And she was, she said, what do you think? <laughs> and I was like, no. Oh my God. And I was like, so what about Santa Claus? And she was just like, because apparently my sister had told her like, like mom you're not gonna let her go to middle school still believing in santa right (laughs) so i really wanted santa claus to be real so there was a kid one time uh in a different student ministry i worked for and i made a joke about santa claus (laughs) not being real in a talk on a wednesday night and this kid was he crying he started crying oh my gosh and he was i don't know seventh grade yeah. And I was just thinking, like, that's cruel. Well, that's that's shame on the parents, that's right? right? Okay, yeah. Right? So, Verdi's listen. If you're a you parent, know, if I, you're a parent, don't let your kid be 13. <laughs> I understand wanting to keep the magic alive, but yeah, yeah. Like, if your kid is hitting puberty, cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> that's what my husband's parents never told him that Santa wasn't real, and so they still. And so, like, you still have to go lay for gifts out. <laughs> yeah. Would they still for his matching jammies? Like, sign uh, yes. Dalton they gets st- up in his matching jammies <laughs> on Christmas. <laughs> they Santa. still sign all of his presents from Christmas from Santa. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a cute. Thing yeah, it's a do. joke now. Okay, but that's yeah, good. This, yeah. All Ooh. right. <laughs> I need you to know if I walked in a dentist's office and that man was like, "What are you asking for Santa this year?" I would leave. I would. <laughs> I would not let him in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, good to know. Okay, we need to move on. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah. Recommends, recommends, Every week. <laughs> oh, you lost it. I did. Dang it. There it is. You had to switch. I had to switch sides. I was going numb. (laughs) Okay, recommends. (laughs) I'm such a child. Every week I do that in the mic just so I can hear myself do it. It sounds really weird through the headphones, though. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I would put it on my resume. Oh. Yeah. Like in your skills? Is that a talent? Well, it's a talent. Is that a talent that God has... Yeah, and you know, they wanted me to bury it in the ground, but here I am living loud. (laughs) Earning interest on it. <laughs> I don't know. Full circle. What's our recommendation? Okay. <laughs> so, this may have been recommended on the podcast a long time ago. Oh, back, back in an older episode, maybe? like before my time, maybe. Oh, um, this is historic. Okay, wait. But, but who would have recommended it? Um, probably you or Ben. Um, maybe Ben. I don't know. Okay. We'll All right. See. Now I'm curious. <laughs> no, it's really not. I am recommending. That you, if you have never experienced this in your life, or you just need some more of it in your life. Oh, okay. Um, I recommend that you try specialty coffee. Oh, yeah. This is a great one. Yeah. Yeah. So, for you just normal coffee folks, I don't know how to say this without sounding pretentious. No, go ahead. Okay. So, I I worked at a specialty coffee shop. Mm, um, a Lupo. Alupa Coffee. May she rest in peace. May she rest in peace. Yeah. Um, for two years before I started working at Vertical. And I'm telling you, this is not your normal, like, you know, you get your scoop of Folgers and put it in mm. and, and you know, press play and you're good to go. Press play. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Is that how you do it? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, this is like, it's going to seem really extreme, but... Once you taste the difference between 
like something like you're just normal coffee and then like carefully crafted coffee yeah it it will change your life and it will ruin you so so okay so let's give the people a little uh groundwork okay okay so um what exactly what method are you um advising like well because here because here's the thing can i can i give a little input yeah 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 Finding specialty coffee here mm-hmm. is so hard. It is. There's nowhere local yeah. that does it. Uh, and while there are coffee shops here full of good people, you know, who, who own them, it's not really what you're talking about. Right. And so I have found the best way to do this is at home. Yeah. Uh, actually, I kind of prefer that either way, yeah. you know, but there is a process to it and you have to kind of figure out how you want to do it. There is. There is. I, I think... So I'll just kind of walk you through the process of like, I guess how I would brew coffee at home. I would do a pour over method, but you don't have to do a pour over. You can just do this in your normal coffee maker. Yeah. Um, the, the thing that will be your biggest friend is a scale. Mm. So like when you're thinking about brewing coffee, there are so many more elements to it than just like scooping and like brewing. Yeah. It's like, you want to have a coffee to water ratio and you want to have like, um, it's best if you don't have pre-ground coffee beans. Um, and you know, so grind size is also a factor in that. Um, but if you can do, if you can consistently have like a coffee to water ratio, um, that will make a huge improvement in, um, your brewing. Yeah. This was one of the things that like, I had to convince my wife was important. <laughs> yeah. I had to, I had to convince her of this, like, Hey, we, you know, this is something that we do every day. And I think that we should probably be a little more intentional about how we do it rather <laughs> than because, because yeah. I'll be honest, I drink much less coffee yeah. this way. I think I used yeah. to just make a pot of coffee and I would drink the whole pot of coffee and I wasn't ever really enjoying it now it's kind of just a part of our rhythm in the morning yeah you know what I mean so like coffee when it's brewed right it's kind of like wine where it will have flavor notes mm. and like it it's it's dry or you know it has like kind of all of that it has like regions and you'll and like, like different like, things right and and you can't really bring that out if the coffee is pre-ground or if you're not really brewing it correctly. So that's kind of why, like (laughs) that would be the reason why you want to brew it correctly is so that you can kind of bring out that, those like flavors and stuff from the coffee. Um, And so, yeah, we have a coffee pot at home and we have a grinder and um, you don't have to have a fancy grinder really like any, we have one actually that I like here at the church in the green room. Yeah. That is, I mean, honestly, a bargain for the money. Yeah. It, how it much like, is it? It was like fifty bucks yeah, on Amazon. That's but it's, crazy. But it, it, you can select your grind size. It's very accurate. Mm-hmm. It's super quiet. Yeah. Which is weird for grinders. A grinder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, and I, I love it. I use it all the time up here. Yeah. You know, there um, are also there's like a ton. A ton of information out there on the internet about it, like yeah. for the basics of coffee brewing. But, yeah. but like getting yourself a bag of beans and getting a grinder and a scale will drastically, drastic. Like I promise you, it will drastically change yeah. your, your your coffee. You'll enjoy it much more. Okay, so and now I'm curious, what is like your your and maybe yours and Dalton's like go to? This is what you like to drink if you were going to make it at home. Um. 
like actual coffee beans yeah or just yeah um well we have native coffee that's about that's like seven minutes from our house because we live in jackson oh yeah yeah so we just Lo- get love native yeah yeah it's great we can't shout them out enough that's a great place to go like go to native and just get a black cup of coffee and, and you'll really see taste it yeah. yeah let it cool off a little bit and and you'll really taste the difference yeah um so I usually just get five pound bags from there. Of they're just, like black and white. Yeah. Um, they're like Ethiopia blend, I think yeah. is what it is. Um, but I've gotten, I don't know. I remember the, my favorite coffee that I've gotten was that Kenyan that um, Onyx had. Uh, a couple, I think it was like a year or oh, two ago. Uh, the tropic weather. Uh, no, it was a single orange. Like it was, oh, was just it? from Kenya. Yeah. Um, and oh my goodness, it was so good. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Uh, we kind of go back and forth. We will do like subscriptions. Um, and so like I've used Onyx in the past. Uh, I've done Methodical in the past. Who we really like. Right now we're on a coffee shop that we found in Texas called Merit. Um, yeah. And we do their single origin subscription. Um, my favorite right now that they do is Ethiopia. That's, it's just really good. Yeah. Ethiopia is kind of, is one it's of kind the of more, sweet spot. yeah, it's, it's a little more, it's a little more fruity. Yeah. Um, I used to not like, like the Ethiopia when I, I, I do, when I first started, like if I can taste the berries or whatever, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's great. That's what <laughs> I want. It really is a whole world of like, it, it's like wine. That's, that's how I always compare Also, it. like, I think a lot of times when people talk about this, folks are going to be tired of us talking about this. They think that it's flavored coffee. No. And yeah. it's, it's not, it's not flavored coffee. If anything, you're actually going to get, it is much more pure and like, I think people get dark roast coffee a lot of times and think like, oh, I'm getting a ton of caffeine out of this. Yeah, it's actually less. It's, yeah, it's the opposite. Yeah. yeah. The the darker you roast a, a coffee, the it, less caffeine it's it It's just has. kind of burned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I really like that. And I, I'm glad you said you mentioned Native and Jackson. Like, yeah. we go there a lot of times, even if it's just on like a Saturday, they have like, we'll go and get coffee there and get, um, you know, maybe breakfast or something. Mm-hmm. But if you go there, like, ask them about what you're getting. You yeah. Know, that's the and, best way to do And they know it. about it. Yeah. yeah. That's how I learned anything about it is by asking people who do that kind of thing and, yeah. and, and like it, you know, it's really fun. Like it's, it's it kind fun. of a whole, like, I don't know. Cause people are like, well, why should I care about my co- If my coffee is fruity, it's just like, it's one of those things where it's just, it's, once it's, you deep dive into it, well, it's so interesting. You know what I like about it is it's something that we would have done every day anyway, Yeah. but we get to be intentional about it. And now it's kind of a fun thing for Caitlin and I, where every other Sunday we do an unboxing of like the three coffees we got, yeah. you know, and it's like, Oh, we got, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I loved this one, you You're know, like trying like, new ones. Yeah. And, yeah. I, you get to kind of learn what she likes and what I like. And also it lets me like, Oh, like I can, I can wake up and do a pour over for her in the morning, you know, like, I don't know. It's just a little special. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Good recommend. Yeah. But also, you know, if you just like your normal coffee, the way you like it, that's fine too. I don't think any less of you (laughs) just have to say that. Yes, she does. (laughs) No, I don't. She hates you. (laughs) I do not. (laughs) All right, guys. Okay. We'll see. We'll see you next week. Okay. All right. Bye. (laughs) Bye.